You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. The Throne Life Righteousness is the title of this devotion. So we're talking this week about the throne life of Christ in our lives. And today I want to focus on His righteousness. I I think maybe next week I will be talking about this as well some more. But the righteousness of God, you know, one of the great Psalms of Uh, that I love is Psalm 89. It's the Psalm of Ethan, the Ezraite, who served the Lord in the days of David and Solomon. And Solomon in 1 Kings 4 verse 30 was likened in his wisdom to Ethan. It says there, and he was even wiser than Ethan, the Ezraite. And Ethan, what a precious man he is. And he writes his incredible psalm. It's a very long psalm. And he says in verse, um, in verse uh, 1, let's just read verse 1 and 2, and then we'll go to verse 14. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations, for I have said mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall establish in the very heavens Righteousness, verse 14, and justice are the foundation of your throne. Mercy and truth go before your face. Blessed are the people who know the joyful sound, who understand why they're invited to celebrate the Lord, is what that really means, who who get excited about what God is calling them to remember in Him, to recognize in Him, to know in Him. And one of the great things that God longs for us to remember that His throne is established in righteousness and justice. That's the foundation of His throne and mercy and truth go before Him. God can do nothing apart from His righteousness. It's absolutely incomprehensible, impossible. It is absolutely not ever seen anywhere. There is absolutely nothing in God that is not righteous and holy. And this is the wonder of holiness where you have His love and His righteousness perfectly joined in manifestation. And that is is absolute amazing. And friends, God wants us to know that He has brought us into this righteousness. That is the throne life. His throne is established on righteousness and justice. Mercy and truth go before it. He can do nothing apart from His righteousness. <coughs> and He says, in your name they rejoice all day long, and in your righteousness they are exalted, for you are the glory of their strength. In His righteousness we are exalted. We walk in what God has for us. There are many battles in life that could not be won if it wasn't for the righteousness of God. It's like Abraham. How could Abraham have lived by faith for 25 years, awaiting the promise to come to pass, married to a woman who was barren, and they both were 
she was past it, the age of childbearing at 91 years old when she became pregnant with, with uh, Isaac. The only reason that Abraham could live in that kind of faith is because he was through faith given righteousness with God. So his faith was continuously strengthened in that righteousness with God to know that what God had promised he was able to fulfill and what he had spoken he would bring to pass and against hope to have hope that what God had said he was able to do and to give him praise. That is the very nature of righteousness manifesting in us. Uh, and, and we'll talk more about this here, but it says here in Isaiah chapter 9, right? And you know these scriptures, verse 7 of the increase of his government, Jesus, of his government and peace, there will be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice or with righteousness from this time forward, even forevermore. Yes, and, and I love how the Amplified would say that here. If you give me just a second, here it is. It says, um, verse 7, there it is. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from the latter time forth, even forevermore, and the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. There is an aspect about the throne life where you come into the revelation of righteousness with God that gives you a stability, stay with me, a stability to endure and to persevere that humanly is not possible. And it's a real characteristic that the Heavenly Father longs for in each and every one of us. He loves to see our hearts steadfast, trusting and relying on Him. He loves it. He loves an unwavering heart. He loves a holy, yielded, dependent, a heart that has no other way but His way. He loves it. Anyone gets so overwhelmed by the love and faithfulness of others. It overwhelms you when others are faithful to you. How much more does our Heavenly Father love it when we have a stability with Him that comes through His righteousness in our life. There is instability to God's throne that only comes there because it is built upon His righteousness. Isaiah chapter 59, please. Isaiah chapter 59. And I, I want to take this starting at verse 16. Let me just go ahead and read it from the Amplified. That, that will just give us a bit more education here, but it helps shorten the time that we have, starting at verse 16. And it's only 16 through 21, so it's five verses, but I, I want you to hear how the righteousness of God begins to engage in the battles of this life, right? Because there are certain battles that you have for your health, for your well-being, for your children and their children, for your marriage maybe, for the work that God's entrusted to you or the business or something else. And what it demands, what that battle demands is an endurance and a perseverance 
that is established on righteousness, that has a righteousness about it in its character that gives you an unwavering dedication to victory, unwavering commitment to victory. Okay, so I want you to see that right here in Isaiah 59, starting in verse 16. And he saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor, no one to intervene on behalf of truth and right. In other words, nobody did anything about what needed to be done. And therefore his own arm brought him victory. And his own righteousness, having the spirit without measure, sustained him. For the Lord put on righteousness as a breastplate and a coat of mail and salvation as a helmet upon his head. And he put on the garment of vengeance for clothing and was clad with zeal, furious, divine jealousy as a cloak. According as their deeds deserve, so will he repay wrath to the adversaries, recompense to his enemies, and on the foreign islands and coastlands he will make compensation. So as a result of the Messiah's intervention, they shall reverently fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun when the enemy shall come in like a flood. The Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him and put him to flight, for he will come like a rushing stream which the breath of the Lord drives. He shall come as a redeemer to Zion and those in Jacob, Israel, who turn from transgression, says the Lord. As for me, this is my covenant and my league or league with them, says the Lord. My spirit who is upon you and who writes the law of God inwardly on the heart and my words which I have put in your mouth shall not depart from your mouth or out of the mouth of your true spiritual children or out of the mouth of your children's children, says the Lord, from henceforth and forever. This spirit right here of righteousness with God that makes you jealous for his will to be done, that makes you jealous for his power to be shown, that is so strong in the throne life. And that will grow stronger and stronger the more you begin to live the throne life. That righteousness with God that compels you to fight the good fight of faith and not give up just because the going gets tough or not to quit because it is impossible or people say you will never succeed, you'll never break through, you will never succeed, you'll never break through and you break through anyway. It's kind of like the gibbosites. They were sitting on the high place there in, in what's today called Jerusalem. And they said to David, the blind and the lame can keep you from keep coming in here. You will never take this city. And the Bible says, and David took the city. And David took the city. I tell you, my dear friends, this righteousness with God Paul in, in Ephesians 6.10 calls it the breastplate of righteousness. To me, it is one of my favorite parts of the armor that I have with God in Christ. What do you mean by that? The righteousness I have with my Father, His love for me, upholding me with His own righteousness, sustaining me with His own righteousness, defending me as my God and my Savior, upholding me with His righteousness, that I'm righteous because He is righteous. And the righteousness I have is not of my own, but it's the righteousness of God in Christ. 
Oh, that fellowship that I have because of that righteousness with the Father that fuels the faith, the trust, the reliance, dependence. My Father is for me. Who can be against me? My Father is with me. I'm not alone. Oh, my dear friends, it's one of my favorite parts in the, in the armor. I, t- I tell you the truth. I love the, the Word. I love the faith. I love the truth. I love the readiness of the gospel, the feet shot with the gospel. I love the helmet of salvation, the hope of the high calling of God. But what I love the most is enjoying that righteousness I have with the Father, that peace and joy that comes through perfect righteousness. There is no perfect peace, no perfect joy without that righteousness. Perfect joy, peace and joy follows perfect righteousness. And oh, how the Heavenly Father loves it when you and I live in that. Amen. Have a good day.